I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Who are the coolest dudes on the planet? United United States States veterans. veterans. What's the coolest sport on the planet? Pro Pro wrestling. wrestling. And what would be the coolest podcast on the planet? That would be this one. U.S. military vets talking pro wrestling. This is the No Shave Man Cave. Two badass disabled vets... Sharing their love of pro wrestling, giving you their perspective as fans, talking about current events and matches, history of titles, and who knows what else. Let's do it. Welcome Welcome to the the No Shave Shave Men Cave. Now your hosts, Ellie Jair and Jay Tilly. Greetings, fam, and welcome to the No Shave Man Cave, this edition of the Friday night SmackDown review. I'm Ellie Jair. Hey, and I'm Jay Tilly. You betcha. And we're here, ready to get it on, man. And I tell you, they came from Evansville, Indiana. We're coming to you from Florida. And I would say the crowd was just about as hot as it's going to be here today. Uh, Record temperatures. I I thought the crowd in Indiana was pretty hot. Did you? I I thought they were kind of quiet through a lot of it. I'm yeah, sure. maybe I had the uh, volume turned down, but yeah, I didn't think they were as hot. They definitely weren't as hot as as Canada. Um, no, that's I true. Yeah, that's felt a good like point. They were, and yeah. you could tell they were back in the United States. I was like, oh, yeah. here's the kind of slow clap yeah. crowd. They, I mean, they popped for a few things, but I thought overall it was not as uh, hyped up as it had been. Yeah, I think it's tough to compare a pay per view crowd to a, and I don't want to say house show, but a live event crowd. Right, and the. Um, the the timeliness of it and i think the i don't know what was going on in the to the prelude but i thought when um you know they they had the intro and you know it seems like elimination chamber was so long ago but they rolled through what occurred i'm like oh goodness this is the first friday night smackdown after after rampage or after uh elimination chamber so it was like oh 
So you knew you were going to get some interviews. You knew there was going to be uh, some USO talk. And, and I fully expected to see uh, what we saw a little bit later on when someone showed up. Yeah. So it was, uh, you know, I feel like we got a little bit of everything. I'd have to go back through and look at the notes, but it, I think the crowd was like around 7,000 and uh, Rampage was like 3,500. Yeah. But the crowd in Phoenix, especially for Rampage, which we'll get into later, they, they you know, they, they were almost like they were just exhausted by the time got to Rampage. So, uh, but yeah, no, I felt like the crowd was, their, their pops were timely. Um, they, they cooperated, I guess, lack of better terms, but you're right. I mean, you can't compare that Montreal crowd or that Ottawa crowd to, uh, to the Indiana crowd that, that right. you're, you're spot on with that, uh, comparison. So, so the video package ended and, um, you knew from last week that you were going to see, uh, Charlotte and Rhea go face to face and I'm glad that they didn't touch. I thought that was pretty good. I didn't uh, necessarily like the Dom piece, but you know, whatever you do. So I, uh, I, I thought the Dom piece was okay. I really felt like they were going to be setting up for, uh, uh, well, I mean, I know we're going way far in the show cause that's a lot further down, but yeah, I thought for sure we were setting up for like, uh, Andre Alidio, uh, showing up. Oh my goodness. But dude. I believe he's still under contract with WWE or AEW, but I just felt like, yeah. Oh, what? Yeah, I think he's injured too. So I don't know if AEW yeah. is going to pause his contract, which I hope they don't. But they yeah, did with so, Kenny. Oh yeah, that's true. Mm. Yeah, but who knows? Yeah. So the video package ends. We'll get back on track. Sorry, I saw this <laughs> shiny object over here. So the video package ends, and uh, just like most episodes with uh, WWE programming, it starts in the car, you know, the car park or the yeah. uh, the the stadium parking. And you see um, Jimmy and Kayla's there and, you know, Jimmy's pretty confident. He's going to be here like he was when we had to defend the tag team titles. I'm like, okay, cool. Where, and I still think there's a swerve in there. I don't, I can't figure out what it is because they've, and they, cause they tricked me um, twice last week or yeah, twice this week. So I'm, I'm totally confused as a fan and I love it. The total suspended, uh, belief. So, um, so she pointed out, uh, you know, Hey, are you waiting for the arrival of the bloodline? And I'm like, well, Roman's not advertised to, you know, to be on the show. So I knew it wasn't going to be, I knew it wasn't going to be him. So you knew solo was going to be there. And, um, I find it interesting that Heyman travels with the belts now. Yeah, so, I thought that was um, weird. I'm, I'm not sure what that represents, but whatever. So um, they're making the title more than the man, whereas usually the man makes the title, which with this circumstance, Roman and the title sort of have made each other. So right. I, th- I think it's really going somewhere, and it's, you know, eventually it's going to be, um, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, so Jimmy's got nothing but the utmost uh, faith in his brother and um he said you know we're gonna we're gonna handle it uh you know we're gonna handle it together what what were you thinking um at that point as soon as jimmy was done talking uh i just figured we were gonna have a segment in the ring probably sammy show up kind of actually almost what happens at the end i I was kind of saying okay he's gonna come out 
We're going to do the same thing where Jay doesn't show, uh-huh. and then he's going to come through the crowd. But in the meantime, I actually thought Sammy was just going to go right on the attack. I didn't know it was going to be a conversation. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I uh, I kind of kind of saw it coming a little bit. At least Sammy showing up. Uh-huh. Uh, I probably would have preferred a straight up attack. But I understand like he's doing the psychological game instead. So he's going to try to tear the bloodline down mentally since he couldn't do it physically. Yeah. But we, yeah. That, yeah. So that's kind of what I thought. I figured, okay, we'll have a one-on-one. Uh, the other option would have been the two of them in the ring, just, you know, talking to each other. But yeah, yeah. I, I thought it would be, uh, I didn't think we were going to get what we got. I'll, I'll just say that. So, so afterward, uh, they're in the Ford center, which they didn't really talk about because it's, it's Evansville. They've got a small community college and it's a, it's a small community. So, um, so we roll right into the, uh, six man with Braun Strowman, Ricochet and Madcap Moss. And the first thing that stuck out was Ricochet. And, and I'm used to him in, in the Prince Puma gear from Lucha Underground or, you know, the superhero-esque gear that he's worn since he came to the main roster. And he's wearing a, a cut-off T-shirt. And uh, Madcap Moss has got the boycott wrestling shorts. And then Braun's got his usual uh, monster pants on. So, so they come down, and then Imperium comes down. And you can tell a unit from a hodgepodge. Yes. And the Imperium looks so strong. And once they decide what they're going to do with the tag team titles and what they're going to do with uh, Gunther, I think the just you know just the aesthetic of them was phenomenal. Uh, so the they they come in and the match rolls in. And it, uh, it sort of played out the way you thought it would. There'd be some uh, big man action. There'd be some tag team action. Imperium would look strong. Uh, Ricochet would do some high spots. Madcap would use his power. And um, then uh, Imperium would get, would, would get the win. What did you think of the match? Uh, I thought the match was great. So, so back onto your thing about the gear. I noticed that also. And I wondered if it was because they're trying to match the gear with bronze. So they're both wearing the same kind of shirt. Now they both got, so they're red and black. Okay. So maybe this is, wasn't just a one-off tag team. They're going to keep them a tag team for a while. It's kind of the impression I got uh, when it came to the gear part. Cause I I noticed it too. I'm like, Ricochet usually doesn't wear a shirt. Yeah. He usually shows off like, Hey, how ripped he is and everything. So I thought it was interesting for sure. Um, yeah. I thought Madcap being in it was odd Yeah. because they almost did like a heel turn with him last week and the way he was acting going into the match. And then this was like a reset back to his character that he was before. I don't know. It was just kind of odd. It felt, um, I don't know. I just remember going, this is not the same character he played last week, which was not the same character he played the week before. Right. This character is like the one he played two weeks. I, it was just a, almost like last week was an anomaly yeah. with, um, you know, his, his, bravado and him thinking he's the best there so it was just kind of weird uh ricochet amazing some of the stuff he does just defies gravity um watching him just fly around that ring he took i'm pretty sure he was in majority of the match which was good yeah i like the the double then triple team with imperium when they had ricochet kind of isolated uh they did the clothesline with the leg sweep and then gunther walks over and picks him and just slams him on the uh, softest part of the ring the apron there yeah so (laughs) I'm going to change yeah. the narrative. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. As we all know, the hardest part of the ring. But I, I thought that mm-hmm. whole sequence was really nice, really put together well. 
Uh, the match flowed pretty good. I was impressed with it. It wasn't, it wasn't, you know, um, yeah, I was impressed with it. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. They, they touched a couple of times on the fact that Ricochet was the, um, was the man that Gunther beat for the intercontinental title. They touched real quick that Madcap had, uh, challenged for the intercontinental title and wasn't successful. And then when they had Braun and Gunther in the ring, um, you could tell that uh, something was building, but I wasn't I wasn't sure if it was between Braun and Gunther or if they were just trying to tell the story. Look how big Gunther is. Right. And um, almost went off on a tangent. He, he was on the bump recently and did an interview on his weight loss. Woo! So uh, I knew they were building tangents for something. Tangents are good. We could do tangents. <laughs> yeah. I knew they were building for something, but I didn't think it was as much about Strowman or uh, Ricochet or certainly not Madcap. Um, it was more about Gunther. But I thought they kept Gunther strong. I thought Ricochet looked fantastic. Um, and uh, Imperium looked fantastic. So, so uh, Imperium gets the win, and then you see... Uh, McIntyre come down and I don't know why he had to be on, but he was on and he was in Indiana. So let's do it. And, uh, almost distracted, but not, didn't really play into the hundred percent play into the finish of the match. And then, uh, the Viking Raiders came down and ambushed, um, McIntyre, which then brought Seamus out. They had the little, uh, Donnie Brook outside so it was uh you got a little bit of everything you got the big man part of a match you got to see ricochet fly and then you had the usual run in yeah so now that you brought up the end of the match stuff the and you kind of touched on it the storylines started to not make sense so i agree it looked like they were setting up okay we're gonna set up braun versus gunther all right i could see that that'd be a good match then we had the mcintyre thing i'm like oh we're gonna set up gunther and mcintyre (laughs) <laughs> okay, cool. That's cool. Maybe a triple threat at WrestleMania. Then the Viking Raiders come out and they jump him. I'm like, wait, now I'm confused. Right. Because then you've got, then you had Braun and Ricochet jump the Viking Raiders. So now I'm like, okay, are we doing Braun and Ricochet versus the Viking Raiders? I just felt like it kind of all got jumbled up and I don't, yeah, I don't know where it's going to go. Uh, are we going to do maybe Seamus Sh- and Ricochet versus the Viking Raiders and put Braun in? Drew in a match with uh, Gunther, which wouldn't make sense because you're trying to build. Um, yeah, I that I'm with you there. It kind of got a little convoluted there at the end. I, I didn't know what storylines were converging, what they were breaking off of. If you'd have left it with just Drew, not had the Viking Raiders attack, then I could say, okay, we're setting up Drew versus Gunther WrestleMania. Great yep. match. Um, but yeah, having them attack him when I thought that feud was done just kind of threw a big wrench in the hole. It made it very icky. Yeah, <laughs> icky. That's <laughs> yeah. So all I wrote was question mark, question mark, dot dot dot. So I'm I was gonna sort of um, go through some of the uh, the I don't want to say dirt sheets because there are some reputable um, wrestling magazine um, virtual editions on on the internet that aren't that aren't uh, dirt sheets. But yeah, trying to figure out you've got a tag team that comes out and jumps a single guy, his tag team partner, Buddy, comes out. They're sort of building toward 
a match with Seamus McIntyre Gunther for the Intercontinental title, which then would either strengthen their bond or break them up and build another feud, and now they're going to go back and dance. Then are they building for a six-man, like a three-tag team match with the Viking Raiders, Braun Strowman, and Ricochet versus Imperium, and whoever wins that would then face the winner of the um, SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Or, yeah, so I was just like, man, like, and and it's good if you leave a show with more questions because you're like, okay, cool, you can build some storylines. But to leave scratch in your head, that's probably not probably not what you want. But it, it it's very old WWE, which is what turns mm-hmm. some people off. Is the uh, I don't understand what's going on now. We'll say it's a little better to the fact that they didn't just, mm-hmm. just drop storylines. But right. yeah, I just I, it it made it very like I said convoluted. I didn't understand yeah. what what the what the drive and what the direction was coming out right. of it. Yeah, and then uh, you know throughout throughout the show, um, so they cut to commercial, and there's been the Elimination Chamber slash WrestleMania commercials, which are freaking fantastic. What's up with the boy? I didn't know you were such a close talker. So you had the um, you had the man and the Joker um, commercials, and then you had the um, what was the? There was another commercial that came on, and then they did the rivalries uh, on A and E. And then you had the, um, there's a, another A&E show that's getting ready to come out, which is Legends. So it's uh, Legends and Rivalry. So the, the, a new season of those came on. So great commercials. Which, Everything was all tied in. So it was, you watch some wrestling and then you watch commercials about wrestling and then you roll back in to uh, a backstage segment. So I hit so, pause at that point because I had some notes. So. Yeah, and, and real quick, I just wanted to. <laughs> so the legends thing right now, they're focusing heavily on Jake the Snake Roberts. I thought yeah. it was very ironic that this was the. Uh, we'll get to the Friday Rampage, but this is the Friday Rampage where Lance Archer comes back with Jake the Snake Roberts. Yep. I'm like, yeah, Tony knows what he's doing. That yeah. was it. I just want to make that comment because I thought it was pretty funny. No, I, I I'd caught that too. I was like, oh, Grizzlies are a uh, Jake. Uh, Jake uh, Roberts is appearing and. You know, this and I, you know, flipping back and forth because I was, um, I had recorded the first hour of the show. And by the time um, a couple of those commercials came on, I was, I started flipping. I was like, hmm, nice, mm. uh, nice programming. Just like when A&E, uh, AEW first started, they had commercials on USA and Fox. And I was like, oh, yeah. Mm, nice yep. touch. And you see, you see prior WWE guys and A&E or uh, AEW. I keep saying A&E um, AEW guys. They're now AEW guys, but they came from the WWE. I was yep. like, that's a, a nice branding crossover. Cause you know, I, I talk to wrestling fan or I talk to people every day and uh, they'll see a t-shirt that I'm wearing. So like today I've got my, I took a photo when I went to a, um, <laughs> the giants Jaguars game and I was wearing a mask. And so I usually have a wrestling t-shirt and now I'll start and then this will spark up a conversation, whether I'm at work or grocery store or whatever. And, uh, it, it just was like, you know, a nice tie in going back and forth. And, um, it, I'm, I like part of what they've done so far and we're, you know, partially in to the show a little bit, 
but at the same time, like what we were saying, you know, kind of a head scratcher. Um, but then I like how you, how you pointed out, you know, Tony knows what he's doing. So there's, yep. there's some gamesmanship going on. So, so the, uh, so great commercials, um, confusing segment before this part. And, uh, you say, you see Ray Mysterio backstage talking and, um, out comes, uh, Phantasmo. And I was like, or Santo Escobar. And I'm like, Hmm. And when he said, you know, if you need to teach him some respect, boom, I was like, man, we're going to see Dom get slapped around. I was so excited. I was so ready for that, man. So ready for that. But, uh, you know, not that it's a bad thing. You get to see uh, Karrion Cross's entrance because that's, you know, that's kind of a fun, fun entrance. But uh, so, so they go, uh, they, you know, they go to the ring. Ray has a match with um, Karrion Cross, and, you know, they're sort of building that up. But then there's, an, there's, a, uh, there's a moment there when Rhea gets between Dom and Santos. And oh, I yeah, like, during the interview. Man. Yeah. I, like, like, and, hmm. I, I like the fact that, like, Rhea's the heavy. So, you know, yeah. you watch, like, the, the mafia shows or you watch gangster movies and you've got the the boss and then you've got his heavy or the little squirrely dude and then the heavy that's the one that... And I love that Rhea's the heavy. Yeah. She's the one that, you know, or even in wrestling storylines. Yeah. You look back at, you know, Bobby the Brain Eden had, uh, you know, his his heavy with him or... Million Dollar Man hired Andre the Giant as his heavy. So you've got the the person with a bigger guy that's, that's their backup. And I love yeah. that it's Rhea. Yeah, I thought the Rey Mysterio uh, Santos thing was definitely a pretty cool setup. Um, I like Dom with the, you know, you better back up what you say because in the yard we'll take you out. And I'm like, yeah. what? And I love Santos' I'm face. Like, like, And he looks at Ray like, can I handle this? And Ray was just yeah. like, mm, I'm not going to stop you. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I thought that, that was pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. So then they go to another break, which was kind of frustrating and we talk about like when the matches and and i'm sure we'll get into when we get to the rampage show the pitcher and pitcher stuff so they cut to another commercial when they'd been on for seven minutes i was like oh so another commercial and there was a um a segment about rivalries and then our rivals sorry and it was a short commercial break and i'm like okay cool so then they come back from commercial and they're backstage again and this yep. time they're with the bloodline and you have Jimmy and solo sitting on the chairs and you have Heyman in the backdrop and he's got his phone. And I'm like, well, I'm sure he's not playing uh clash of clans or whatever. <laughs> he's, you know, he's, uh, he's handling some business and, um, he shows Jimmy the phone and says, Hey, um, you need to handle this before next week otherwise roman is going to handle it and i was like man this this is going to be interesting and i i I still didn't think we were going to get what we got at the end of the show but uh i i thought it was i thought it was interesting and i still don't know what solo solo's voice sounds like (laughs) yeah i don't think he still said a word yep yeah, so they uh, shoot backstage. Uh, that that segment ends, and um, and then I found it kind of interesting that that uh, Paul said to Solo, "Hey, you stay back here with me." It's like, hmm. Yeah. So now, now you're 
now you're making the calls. So, um, and then if I, if, you know, some of the stuff I heard from the elimination chamber and all that sort of played through my head, like, wait a minute, he, he was trying to chicken out with Owen. So I'm, I'm now he's making calls with solo and I'm, I was, I don't know. So, uh, yeah, I, I thought that was, uh, that was something else. And then my guy comes to the ring, L.A. Knight, yeah, and uh, he's, he wants to talk to you. Everybody in Evansville, shut up when he's talking. And then he gets confronted by the New Day. And um, I thought there were some pretty funny one-liners with it. And um, they both talked about how did that work out for you. Yeah. And uh, interesting, interesting back and forth. And not necessarily a big fan of when wrestlers make matches, but uh, Kings or um, uh, Austin Creed with uh, the uh, New Day. It's Kofi funny in my, in, my, in my notes, I'm as Austin Creed too. Yeah, me too. Because <laughs> I couldn't so, think of his Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods calls to uh, Adam Pierce. Hey, if you uh, want to make this official, just uh, you know, bring a. Um, bring a referee down and he kept saying nerd day. I was like, Oh my God. So, um, so the referee comes down, they have a match, some good spots. I thought, uh, Kofi looked pretty strong and I didn't realize how, uh, the leaping ability of LA Knight Cause when he yeah. jumped up to the, uh, to the top rope, I was like, okay, now. All right. So, um, but they cut to a commercial during the match and um, when they came back to commercial, I don't know what or what signal, because I don't remember like when I went to a live show, if they signaled like, hey, we're back from commercial. But the crowd was, they were live, like loud. Yeah. So I thought something must have happened right as they came back from commercial break. It was, uh, they, they, were, they were doing pretty good. So the match continued, and then you heard, er, er, er. Er, er, er. So Xavier blows the uh, blows the trumpet trombone into uh, L.A. Knight's face, which distracted L.A. Knight. Gave uh, Kofi the opportunity to uh, to hit his move, and the winner of the match, Kofi Kingston. Yep, uh, match was decent. I did like uh, some of L.A. Knight's when he said, uh, "I'm not here for a WrestleMania moment." That's stupid. Everybody should be here to make money and win titles. WrestleMania moments don't matter. I was like, ah, that's pretty good. And he said, you know, I'm going to make it an LA night moment. And I'm like, all right, yeah. cool. So I thought he, he he's so good on the mic. Um, and I love how he baits the, yeah. So let me talk to you. Yeah. Let me talk. Yeah. And then when they do it, he goes, stop. I'm talking. Don't, yeah. don't over talk me. So really good heel work in that. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. It yeah, was, I, uh, I like that. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. He's, he's good at that. Uh, extremely fun match. Um, enjoyed it very much. So, yeah, not a whole lot to add. You kind of covered it. I mean, there wasn't yeah. anything like, oh my gosh. I think it's setting up pretty good. I'd like to see Austin Xavier Woods and LA Knight at WrestleMania. I think that'd be a pretty good match. Yeah, I, I think that would be really good. And hopefully it's building to where we'll see Big E, um, whether he's in um, like a um, ringside capacity or not, because it's uh, right about a year when he broke his neck. So, yeah. Uh, he didn't have to have surgery, thankfully, and all indications are that he's he is going to be able to get into the ring. So, yeah, um, yeah. So they 
So the match goes, they get, um, they cut to uh, commercial, they return, and out comes Charlotte Flair. And I, I originally thought that the two of them were going to have a match because the way they, uh, the way they had announced it on last Friday when they said that they were uh, Rhea and Charlotte were going to go face to face. So in my little little brain said, oh, man, why are they going to have a match when they're already going to have a match at WrestleMania? If anything, right. I would build to that. And not that they were listening to me, um, but, yeah, thankfully they didn't, uh, they didn't touch. Like, yep. literally didn't touch. They were, like, nose to nose. And then the uh, talk about the back and forth, man. What'd you, what did you think of that between Charlotte and Dom? Uh, it was all right. So... <laughs> I think I said a couple of weeks ago, like, I'm just not digging this, this Charlotte character. Mm-hmm. She's coming off. Like when she was addressing the audience in general, mm-hmm. she was coming off fake to me. Like I like didn't appreciate it. Then she kind of slipped into some of her heel talk when she was talking to Dom. Like I could see yeah. the old Charlotte there and I appreciated that. I'm like, that's the Charlotte I want to see is the, the, the smart ass comments, the hitting back. And yeah, I thought it was, it was decent back and forth. I mean, Dom is like the worst slimy, He's so awful that he's great, and it, yeah. it's and th- and he knows it too, and I think that's why they're leaning into it so much. Yeah, but yeah, the back and forth was okay. Uh, I always appreciate when mommy comes out, so she comes out and doesn't say anything, doesn't do anything, just gets in her face and then leaves, which I thought was a little weird. I thought mm-hmm. maybe we'd get some mic talk, but literally they just went face to face and she left. Yeah, so yeah, I thought but, it was funny when they were they were talking and. Um, Dom tried to, uh, like he was going to, you know, play the, the male, the male role in Charlotte's life. And she was like, Hey, I've got a real Latino at, at at home, (laughs) a real man, not a, uh, and then she looks him up and down, which is like probably the worst look a dude can get. Yeah. And, uh, she's like, not a boy toy. And I was like, "Mm, Hmm. And now not someone with such a small accent i was like ah, i see what you did there you made a dick joke <laughs> yeah i thought that was uh yeah i thought that was really good so the yeah. the back and forth was really good the i like how they made charlotte look um aesthetically the the height difference yes she had the high heels on and it it kind of goes back to the story that's being told where Charlotte didn't put Rhea in her place. She taught her a lesson. Right. This time at WrestleMania, she's going to put her in her place. And then she shows that she's, you know, a little bit taller. And then during one of the um, interview buildup packages, uh, Charlotte said it's going to take a lot three. Uh, it's going to take a lot longer than three years to get get to, to my, uh, level. my level. I was like, yeah. So. Yeah, I, I'm enjoying their back and forth. Um it's not great. It's not as good as some of the other stuff going on with like the men's division, but it's, it's better. It's good. Um, they need to heat it up a little. I mean, just, I like the story behind it, but I'd like to see some heat, whether we have Rhea attack her and and put a good beat down on Charlotte Mm -hmm. or something to, to, and and we got time, like it's not till April. So we've got what five weeks of television. Yeah. I think it is to go through it all. Um, so we got time to get there, but I definitely want to see them heat it up. Yeah, ten shows, and if they if they were to uh, do some strategic programming, drop some commercials in on NXT, that would give them you know fifteen opportunities to uh, to heat that up, get a, maybe get a little bit of social media action going, yep. 
And um, I, I think this can be a really good match. It's funny you mentioned the women, the uh, women's storyline. So this month being uh, Black History Month, next month is uh, the uh, women, uh, basically Women Appreciation Month. And we're going to do some uh, spotlight and hit them with our our uh, Mount Rushmore and influential women and, and stuff like that. It's funny you mentioned the storylines because uh, there's a on Busted Open they even talked about how there's you know a lot of strong women uh, examples on some of these rosters and they're just not being used. So yep. I was flipping through on the various. Uh, wrestling company websites and they only have eight women listed on AEW's uh, female roster. So it's really, like, Hmm. And uh, WWE has a little bit more cause some of them are, are listed even though they're, they're not showing up on TV. So there's uh, I think there's 21 or 22 women. So if, like you said, if they could heat it up um, I think, you know, they could uh, have a tradition, versus up-and-comer kind of a thing, you know, a second generation against the the disruptor, as she refers to herself. And I, I think that would be, that could be a lot of fun. Yep, I agree. They just need yeah. to eat it up a bit. Yeah. Yeah, so then we roll into uh, the next match, and it's Natty against Shayna Baszler. And um, I don't know what has been going on since Natty came back, but I don't think she's 100% healthy because the way she was moving in the ring and like the stutter steps she was doing and having yeah. the pause, um, I wrote down, and this is not a knock on the wrestler that uh, came to mind, but um, um, I, uh, I wrote down um, Brooks, Dana Brooks. Yeah. Because of like she's like, if she's in the air, Dana Brooks looks great. But when she's running toward the ropes before she turns, she does this little like half step and Shayna um, looks like her game is improving and uh, Natty was, you know, kind of regressed. So yeah. they go through the match. Um, there was a little bit of back and forth. And the, when uh, Natty did the, the, the belly to back suplex, the way they landed, um, Natty landed way before. So I don't, I don't know what, what was going on. And, and Natalia is, Powerful, so that's what led me led me to kind of jot down to my notes. I think I think she's not 100. percent Whether it's her cardio or she's still injured or she's worried about hitting hitting her face again because she busted her nose and yeah did something with her orbital bone. But uh, so they go through the match. They get uh, they both get some shots in. Uh, Natty tries to hit hit her finisher, uh, put her in the submission. Um, and they go outside the ring, and I didn't even recognize um, Ronda Rousey. She looks like she's slimmed down, almost like she's you know back in the UFC yep. where she would uh, like cut cut quite a bit. It could have been the way she was dressed too. But uh, so they go, they get back into the ring. Now they're in separate corners when they were just. They were just locked up on the floor, so I was totally confused on that. And fast forward to the end, Shayna gets the finish. She hits her with her submission. And again, Natty made it through the heart dungeon. Mm -hmm. Shayna Baszler is a credible MMA competitor. 
Shayna gets Natty to tap, and then in comes Rhonda, and I thought, oh man, business is about to pick up. Yep, and uh, yeah, not much to add. There was a decent match back and forth. Um, I'm trying to think of what the I can't think. Of, I want to say Dakota Kai. Was it Dakota uh, Kai that was uh, Keegan Knox? Keegan Knox, that's what it was. Yep. Yeah, Keegan Knox at ringside. Um, yeah, decent, decent back and forth. Uh, yeah, not much yeah. to add to it. It yeah. was, it, it was what it was. I will yeah. say that uh, when Ronda got in and Keegan Knox got in and hit her with that drop kick, oof, yeah. that looks stiff. Yeah, and bounced he, around off the ropes and out of the ring. Mm-hmm. That, that looks stiff. Yeah, if, uh, we'll we'll go back through, but uh, Tegan is my pick to win the Queen of the Ring, which is uh, which is one of I think it's in April. So there'll be two pay per views in April with uh, WrestleMania and then um, King and Queen of the Ring. So uh, Tegan is my pick for Queen of the Ring, and King is going to be Tez. So hopefully. Um, hopefully he, his, uh, his head is okay after, uh, getting his bell rung during, <laughs> during you got worked. Work. I, uh, you got worked. Yeah. I, I'm, uh, air quoting. So, yeah. So there was a little bit of yelling and, uh, Rhonda referred to Tegan as Skittles. Yeah. So I don't know what, uh, taste the rainbow or something. And maybe because, because yep. of her, um, probably because of her hair. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah, probably could have been. So, but Knox uh, looked good. Um, Natty uh, got some help. So I don't know if that's a way. Hopefully, that's not how they get Shayna and Rhonda on the um, on the show of uh, of the Immortals. But what I think will happen is the uh, Damage Control will drop the titles to Lita and Becky, and yep. then it'll be Becky against Lita and are Becky and Lita against Rhonda and Shayna. And then uh, Rhonda and Shayna will be your, uh, your tag team champions. So hopefully yeah, that's what I see. Happening too. Yeah. Hopefully put some credibility on that. So, um, so they cut to commercial and there, there was another um, rivals commercial. And then there were two food commercials. So I hit pause, went and grabbed some, uh, Crunch and Munch. This segment is brought to you by Crunch and Munch. So I went and grabbed some <laughs> Crunch and Munch. Had a handful. Uh, woke my dog up, so she was uh, so she was all over me. She loves popcorn, and that was probably the most exciting part of the next like twenty minutes. 
because they did the uh, Funhouse, and yeah. I was so, so, so confused. Um, I was not into it at all. Yeah, I, I, I just wrote down WTF. Yep. And um, I, it's you know, it was funny. The production was really good. The, you know, the fake news, or they called it the faux news, and firefight fire firefly funhouse news um just you know and can you keep a secret i'm like well i wish they would have kept this from us that would have been a great secret for them to keep but uh i'm i'm i don't know what what at all they're building with this yeah i I did not like this at all i yep sometimes you can give somebody too much creative control yep and this one yeah it didn't hit for me it was uh yeah, I didn't enjoy it. I thought it was I, same with you. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Like, I don't understand what they're talking about. I don't, and that's Bray Wyatt in general. But yeah, yeah, I just didn't get it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, again, they cut to commercial, come back from a commercial, and they're in the um, they're in the locker room again. The wise man gives Jimmy another update, and Cayman tells goes through the whole. Uh, travel chief, blah blah blah. Uh, go handle this man to man, Uso to Uso, and uh, I was like, "Oof, okay." Well, now it's really starting to build. Yep. And um, yeah, so that was uh, that was awesome. And then, bam, another commercial. I'm like, "Dude!" But uh, out comes Rey Mysterio and the greatest entrance in professional wrestling, Harry and Cross and Charlotte. Come out. We already did that, didn't we? No, that no. We just talked about we just talked about them, but they they didn't have the match yet. This is this is when they had their match. Oh, okay, this, okay. This late gotcha. in the show, yeah. So gotcha. they have yeah, their I got match. Confused with my notes. <laughs> yeah. So they um. So Carrie and Cross and uh, Ray have the match, and Carrie uh, comes out the victor. But that entrance, man, I totally love it, and not just because I like looking at. Um, the mistress of the dark, but that entrance and how you're like drawn in to, uh, to what she's got going on. And then Carrion comes swooping up in the camera. You're just like, man, that's awesome. I still think he needs to cut his hair, but whatever. So the match goes, <laughs> uh, Carrion gets the victory and, you know, normally the, the victor gets to, uh, sort of enjoy, enjoy the fruit of his labor. But instead we get, um, the Dom and Ray go nose to nose in the ring. So now you've seen Dominic. This is the third time you're seeing Dominic. Yep. And he's a Monday night guy, but now he's on Friday. And I'm like, yeah. dude, this is, uh, so this slime ball is getting mucho airtime. And, uh, he, he yells at him. He slaps himself in the face, like hit me, do something. He mushes Ray in the face a couple of times. And, uh, Dom just like, oof. yeah. So then Ray rolls out of the ring. Dom's like, this is him. This is your legend. I was like, dude, that is dirty. But the crowd was eating it up and yelling oh, yeah. and booing. And yeah, uh, they hate Dom. It's great. Oh my Lord. So yeah, that's a, uh, so um, good, good piece of business there. I thought it advanced their story and where they're going to end up at WrestleMania. And it'll be father and son. I hate to say, I think son goes over and 
it'll be sort of a like a burning storyline and then eventually sometime in the next year maybe next wrestlemania um they'll rekindle the relationship and ray will give dom uh dom his mask and yep. roll off into the sunset as a as a feel-good moment um I don't know if they're going to push Dom to a title anytime soon. He's not um, that good in the ring. Yeah, he's I really he'll, not good. <laughs> he'll he'll continue to uh, develop and be sort of that storyline fodder with the Judgment Day uh, mommy walking around with the title, and he'll uh, you know he'll cost or he'll enable her to keep keep the title for a little You're bit. Right. So so that segment goes uh, commercial comeback. And now you have uh, Jimmy coming down. Now, Jay, when he was main event Jay, Jay got to talk a lot. And he did really good as the right-hand man and, um, you know, even competed against Roman in a, uh, in a cage match when Jimmy jumped in to help and uh, uh, Roman acted like he was going to bust his shoulder after he'd just been out with the busted shoulder. And uh, so I'd never really heard Jimmy uh, communicate a lot without his brother, Jay. But I, th- I thought he did a good job on the mic, uh, oh, yeah. calling out to his brother. And next thing you know, this is what I did not expect. I did not expect to see um, Sammy in the ring. I, I didn't see it coming. And uh, what, what did you think? Was, was this something that you expected? Yeah, when, when they hmm. teased it at the beginning, I figured... That that's how it was going to go. Uh, okay. I didn't didn't see the attack from Jimmy going right to him, uh-huh. but I figured uh, he was either going to get Sammy right in and go right after Jimmy and attack him. But storyline, it doesn't make sense because he's really just after uh, Roman. Realistically, uh-huh. um, when you really start picking the threads of this apart, Jimmy and Jay were always pretty cool. Well, Jimmy was always cool to Sammy. Always wanted yeah. him in the bloodline. So it's interesting that Jimmy, as he even said in the promo, when when Sammy got in his face, uh, it's interesting that Jimmy was so quick to turn on him, so quick to just be like, oh, okay, cool, we'll get him out. And Jay is the one that's protecting him because yeah. uh, Jay didn't want him in the bloodline. But it also goes back to even further with the fact that Jay didn't want to be in the bloodline to begin with, and Jimmy was all about it. And like you said, the you know the main event Jay storyline and all that. So mm-hmm. it, very good storytelling here. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was really good connecting the 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 personality and the role that Roman has been playing and dominating and you know having his thumb on everyone orbiting the bloodline. Yep. And uh, what I didn't understand is when the spotlight hit, it was they acknowledged that Jay was there, and then they kept talking. And then they, like, they like said, okay, hey, Jay is here. I'm like, well, you already panned to him. You knew he was there. Right. So then Jimmy turns a second time and takes a haluva kick. And now Jay sort of meanders down. And you're like, uh, what, what are we doing here? Makes it to the, to a Barry Barricade. And, um, and then out comes Solo. Sammy slides out of the ring and Jay is still standing there and I'm yep. like on earth. So it was, um, I, I felt it start to finish that whole segment. I felt it and I am more invested 
in what's going to happen. I still think they're going to really swerve us. And uh, I don't, I, I mean, we all want to see Sammy and Kevin versus the Bloodline or the Usos or the tag team titles at WrestleMania. But uh, yeah, man, it was, uh, I, I, liked, uh, I liked how the show ended, how it rolled out. Yeah, it was, it was strong. Yeah, I agree. The ending was great. The, the Bloodline storyline has just been fantastic all along, and mm-hmm. adding these new twists in it is is definitely worth it. Um, with you know J- Jimmy attacking Jay or Jimmy attacking Sammy as soon as he turned his head, which then led to you know the beatdown, yep. and then him looking up at, at Jimmy or gosh Jimmy beating Sammy down, looking up at Jay and saying, "Hey, come on down here to turn around right into the hell of a yep. uh, huluva kick." which is what brings Jay down was, yeah, that was all just really good storytelling. Cause you still don't know what side Jay is going to fall on. He's oh. definitely coming ac- across as the, uh, I am very conflicted person, uh-huh. but, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a good match. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Or a good I, segment. I should say yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought the whole show, um, everything tied together, you know, you saw Dom sort of tell you what he wanted to tell you. Then he told you, what he said he was going to tell you. And then he told you what he told you again. So it was like, you know, he was in Charlotte's face and then he was in his dad's face. And then, or, you know, prior to that, he was sort of in Santos's face. So are you going to see Santos and Dom somehow interact between now and then? Maybe not because they're on two separate shows. So that's, that's a, uh, a good piece of business to keep lingering Maybe they do a draft, and then there's a there's a thread for that storyline to continue. You didn't show your dad the respect you should have. He gave me his mask. You're not worthy of being a lucha, and they you know they could have a cool storyline. But all in all, um, outside of the Bray Wyatt piece, um, really enjoyed the show. All in all, and uh, what what do you think? What uh, how many beards do you give it? Uh, I give it three and a half. Really, three and a half. Yeah. Nice. I, I enjoyed a lot of it, but it wasn't as good as some of the other stuff we've seen. Um, yeah. So yeah, three and a half, close yeah, I, to a four, uh, but I but I stuck it to three and a half. Just yeah. the Bray Wyatt thing really turned me off on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as much as I disliked the Bray Wyatt piece, I still gave it four beards. Um, I like the backstage pieces more than I thought I would. Um, the energy of the crowd was very very timely. And, uh, you know, getting to see L.A. Knight yeah, and how the show closed. You got to remember the ending. Um, I gave it uh, the famous four, my right. version of the figure four, uh, <laughs> four beards from uh, from Ellie Jair. So not bad. Uh, not not a bad show. Thank you, Evansville, Indiana, for a great show. And uh, yeah, so it uh, kicked off and a really good time. So, yep, good deal. And, man. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I uh, appreciate everybody listening. That was our SmackDown review. Next, we're going to do our AEW Rampage review, uh, which I'm probably a little more excited about. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm really trying with WWE, man. I promise. But so far, like I, every time I try to watch them, I get kind of distracted and a little bored. Yeah. And I don't I don't know why yet because I'm, I'm trying to break through and, and enjoy them more. But yeah, uh, I really enjoyed Rampage. So you'll have to stay tuned to hear that in the next podcast. Um, want to thank everybody again for listening to us. Please hit us up on iTunes. Leave that five-star review. Uh, five stars. Drop a review in there. Tell us what you like. Follow us on No Shave Man Cave on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. 
which we don't talk about enough. Uh, if you guys really want to see our ugly mugs, we record these in video and hang them up on YouTube. Uh, you probably got to search for them because the algorithm doesn't really like it yet, but that's because we're really not focused on the YouTube part. Um, could be that's in the future. Some uh, top five list and those kind of things coming, but you can follow us there anyway. Uh, we appreciate everything. Um, shout out to the fact that we hit uh, over 2,000 downloads in our first 30 days. Uh, absolutely amazing. Uh, I, I thought we'd get there. I didn't think we'd get there in the first 30 days. So that being said, now you guys are stuck with some commercials. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, if this continues to grow, I can definitely see us setting up a Patreon or something to where you could do a subscription service maybe super cheap and not have to listen to the annoying commercials, but we'll talk about that in the future as we continue. Uh, like I said, we've only been doing this little over 30 days. Uh, I'm having a blast at it. We're going to continue pushing along and getting better and tweaking the way we do things to, uh, based on your guys' feedback. Absolutely. Thank you very much to the last 30 days hitting 2000, extremely humbling. Appreciate the, uh, motivation and dedication that the, uh, big guy over, uh, Jay Tilly's shoulder, Rob has given us and given Jay Tilly. Thank you to uh, JC, the GA tickler, for joining us. And uh, this has you been know, a fantastic, <laughs> fantastic month. He uh, he hit me up in a text message and was like, "What the hell did he really title it, the tickler?" Yeah, <laughs> so I thought that was great. Yeah. To uh, to learn more about the tickler, please catch our uh, mental health edition of the podcast. Until then. Thank you so much for joining us here in the No Shave Man Cave and uh, appreciate the support and love we're getting from ACAST and the New York Podcast Network. So with that, I'm Ellie Jair. This is Jay Tilly. Thank you so much for joining us. Be safe, look out for one another, and we'll see you on the floor. You've been listening to the No Shave Man Cave. If it's pro wrestling, we're talking about it. Unless we see something shiny and wander off into the woods. If you hang around long enough, we'll eventually come back. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Fire off your comments and be sure to leave us a five-star rating. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at No Shave Man Cave. Y'all be cool. And we'll see you next time on the No Shave Man Cave. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.